We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Something in the True Faith radio show. I'm Alex Hurst. Joined this week by Cy Carmel and Ben Wade. Hello. We thought Bob might have been coming, but he's not, unless he uh, turns up halfway through. So this week, uh, we are going to talk about um, Newcastle's massive game. It's a massive weekend, really. It could be the weekend which decides nothing. It could be the weekend which decides everything. We'll look at Newcastle against Crystal Palace, uh, all sorts of things. We'll talk about Allardyce. Uh, Pardew, that's who I meant to say, they're not all dice. We can talk about him as well. <laughs> uh, and we'll also talk probably a little bit about Leicester, possibly making history this weekend. Then we're going to make history anyway. Uh, follow us on Twitter, TF Weekly Pod. Um, appreciate everyone who leaves us uh, reviews on iTunes, five stars. Size open. What was that, a can of? It's a kind of old tango. Tango, eh? Lost from the past. What's that? Bring the tango close to the microphone. <laughs> No, bring bring your face closer to the Are they your own headphones? Do you want me to eat the microphone like Dogger last week? Are they your own headphones, Ben? No. <laughs> what, why, where would I have got these from? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, uh, I think really, some have invested in new headphones. I don't think they have. We've had these for like ages. All oh, right. It's just nice to be... Uh, and well, well, well. Look who's here. Uh, Bottom we're not live. We're, we're postponing the radio show just for you. Look what the taxi driver dragged in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so oh, you're gonna have to switch. So uh, th- this week, <laughs> sorry about this. This week, Newcastle play Crystal Palace. Who's nervous? Not me. Not you, I'm Ben. Go on. Go on, Ben. Tell you're practically the only Newcastle fan in the world who who's like not absolutely papping themselves. Palace are terrible. They've literally got one player. Uh, who is in Pelasi? All right. Not even gonna count Caballo Ka- Zaha. Nah, average. Zaha's a two-hit miss. He can can do some good stuff. Don't get us wrong. He's, he's tortured us uh, a couple of times in the past, but uh, I don't. I just don't think he'll turn up today. There's, there's too much riding for Newcastle. We're in really good form, especially at home. We we just look organised for once. Like we're not going to be the gag easy team that we've been watching all season. Like we're, we're going to be tough to beat. And I don't think Palace are going to have the stomach for for what's going to be coming at them. Um, and I just think we're, we're in really, like really good form. Every, everyone's playing really well. I think Rafa's finally figured out his best eleven, and he's sticking with it. And, and I think his substitutions that he's been making have been coming off, sort of working really well. Um, so I've, I've just got complete trust in him that he he's going to get out of this. And I, I can't really see either of the other two getting anything. So you're the opposite. You're a bit more nervous. I was fine this morning, and then I seen you. You're, you're all having para today, just about how nervous you were, and talking about how this is kind of it. This is a big one. Um, which it is. Anything other than anything other than a win is kind of game over. Uh, you know, a, even a draw means that we'll have to win the last two and then hope. Really, just just hope that the that all the gag games the Magnums have go go terribly for them. Um, I'm they'll, they'll not win another game. <laughs> Strong stuff from Benway. We'll talk about them later. I'm nervous about the occasion becoming about about Pardew and the fans turning on him and. It, Distracting from from what needs to be just 100 percent focus on on a game of footy and just getting behind the lads for 90 minutes. I really hope that the lads. The, there's you know there's plenty of reasons to have animos- animosity towards uh, Pardew, the Jonas thing. Well, again, we'll talk about Pardew later. Okay. Just don't so, want to use all crack in the first five minutes so of the show. Don't mention Pardew <laughs> when talking about Palace. Don't mention Rafa in case we want to discuss him later. Uh, probably keep away from all the players. In fact, don't even mention Newcastle if you can. 
Jigs so might want to talk about them later. I think I think it'll be a good weekend. Then Mike's coming up. It'll be nice to see him. Uh. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> when you do that, Ben, it goes quiet. Someone else has to talk while you do your hardware. Holland, playing with your machines. If anyone gets that gag, sorry. Yeah, if you move, if you move about, if, if you, you try not to be thirty it. feet away from when you talk into it, yeah. I didn't even know if it was turned yeah, on. Move closer. Even closer. It's very, it's very turned I'm on. Sp- right. Speak into it. I'm, <laughs> into <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this turned into some sort of like? I, I don't think we'll pass the watershed for this sort of uh, patter dogger. Not allowed to talk about the match. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then talk about <laughs> talk about Pardew now. Ruin the whole plan for the show. Go on then. Alan. Yeah, as if there's a plan. Alan Pardew, true or false? <laughs> right, Bolland, how, <laughs> how are you feeling about tomorrow? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Uh, or I, neither, woke, I woke up this morning and was dead nervous, but now I think we're going to win like 3 0. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to booing Pardew once once with that third goal goes in. Just just focusing all attention on him and Kabai. Um, I can't wait to boo him. For, for those of you who don't know, I'm let's talk about Newcastle. Not, not a massive Kabai fan. Um, I think we've looked. The second half against Liverpool was dead encouraging. Um, didn't play great but ground out the result um, as Ben mentioned we've looked a lot better recently um, Palace aren't a great side there's a reason that they're 16th is it? 16th, uh, yes. 17th um, so at home I think we'll I think we'll I think we could smash them I, I'm feeling pretty confident about that uh, they've got a cup final I can see Pardew resting players um, they're safe they've got nothing to play for so I think Games there for us to win and win comfortably. I don't know where all this is, this is coming from. I've been terrified all week, every day. I think about nothing else. Like I said to you last night on WhatsApp, it's I feel like I feel like w- w- I did when we were good, when it was like you couldn't wait for the match because it was like get in, you know, our class, we're flying high, can't wait to go to the match and sing and celebrate goals. And now I just want it out of the way. I just it's like Derby almost where I can't think of anything else. I'm just. I have this perfect utopia in my head of half-time tomorrow. In Castle, I 2-0 up. Palace down to 10 men. Sunderland, the 2-0 down. Down to 10 men at Stoke. And at that moment, we'll be safe. We'll just... Everyone will know. Everyone will know tomorrow. It doesn't matter about what comes next. Everyone will know if that happens. We're safe. And it'll just be, a, like you say, it'll just be a massive breeze of a second half. The chances of that happening are, of course, unlikely. Not according to you, lads. <laughs> but um, I just... I worry about the atmosphere because we all sat here we did the Swansea preview and the patter was before uh, Swansea and it was like you know everyone's going to get behind the team it's going to be massive it's going to be ratched up and it just wasn't it was dead nervous for like 85 minutes and then really loud for the last five and I, I get the feeling tomorrow could be similar I think and the first goal is just so crucial I think the added spice of Pardew and Kabaya coming back I think it'll be different from Swansea I think people are going to be up for this from the very first minute even if they're nervous I think St James's Park, at least in the Gallagher end, will be will be rocking. Well, I hope you're right. Um, I worry about our fullbacks, who have done great, by the way, the last couple of games. Both Liverpool and Man City, City. Man City really just almost to the detriment of their their other attacking areas of play. Just concentrated, particularly on the left side. So Man City's flaw was that they played Navas on the right. So they were just like, get Navas the ball and you run a ball all you want and Perez in front of him. Which is probably not a bad plan, but executing it with Navas was was the issue. And the same for Liverpool, they kind of moved Lallana and Milner and it was just, you know, they, they needed someone with a bit more, uh, who was a bit more direct. I mean, we've all seen Dominic this, this season get absolutely done. I'm thinking Mares. I'm thinking... Who was it? Uh, what was the lad who plays for Swansea Montero? Just did things to him that should happen to no professional footballer in terms of how easily they beat him. They did. They did. You don't remember when they, did, they just did like a little. The ball was coming towards them, <laughs> a little drop of the shoulder, and dumb it about fifteen seconds later. Just came. Do you mean the Swansea game just gone? Yeah, yeah. It was Lamar. Was it Lamar? Was it? Yeah. Where like Dumbledore Montero was. had the worst game of all time on yeah. the other side against Venezia. Yeah. So anyway, I think Balassi and Sahara are not going to be as accommodating as. Um, the last few lads we've played and I've I kind of Perez has got to be dropped but I don't think you will be I don't think Benitez will change the team um, so I'm, I'm worried I think I still think we'll stay up so I have to say I think we'll win but I think it's going to be 1-0 and Palace score I think there's only Leicester or someone like that has scored more goals from set pieces this season than Palace so 
it's a it's a real worry. Palace six away wins on the road. The, the Palace's away form is better than their home form. So when you say they're rubbish, yes, at home, but but six away wins is a not l- be sniffed out. A lot, a lot of those wins were early on in the season when they were on the crest of a wave. They are great. I mean, they were in top four at their start of the season. They've not won away from home since December. Exactly. So. Where's there you go. Beat, beat yourself with your own facts there, Dagger. Just like he's trying to convince me that we're going to be fine. Palace it's was given. just like your wedding day, apparently. <laughs> like everyone looks forward to it the night before, and then they get nervous <laughs> and regret ever meeting that other half. And that's how I hear it goes anyway. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone, you're a lucky girl, yeah, Hannah. You've got, you've got to say I was, uh, I was right, wasn't I? Because everyone was saying no, not yet. When, yeah, but, but no one was even given a chance to say it's over, it's done. What well, you're right about the fact that we could stay up. Hang on, you, you, one minute you're saying we're not winning or whatever, I, and then you're I saying we're not I just said I think we'll win, I just said it's going to be really difficult and really nervy, and I just want it to be over with. Hang on, Dogger, hang on, Dogger. I know what you're trying to say here, you're trying to say that a few weeks back when and quite a lot of people were probably writing us off, you were saying we're down. The week before that, you said we're down. The week I, before that, you said we're up. I've never said we're down. I've never said Apart from when McLaren was in charge. Any outcome that comes this season, you could say, well, I was right. Because yeah, if you no, think no, back no, to... Uh, if you want to read me match previews, sign <laughs> true faith. Covered all your bases. Read me match previews and true faith. I, I thought, you know, after Southampton, after Norwich, you weren't there. But after, neither you, but <laughs> after Norwich, uh, me and Richie Smith, happy birthday, Richie Smith, by the way, 30 today. Um... I walked out and he was he was we're done we're down and I said we're not down man look these are rubbish rubbish and uh, the, you know we were terrible and you've just managed to beat us with a gag Mike Dean inflicted goal by the way he's ref tomorrow uh, yeah Class. again I know he's also the ref for the Man U game he gave that ridiculous was it ridiculous who was the, it against the best uh, Mbemba for them Mbemba for them yeah um, and then the small in one which was my f- most favourite uh, sort of dis- like delivery of a decision <laughs> you never see from a referee. Just the most. You've not seen the one against uh, for Spurs this season, last season. No, Mike. I'll show you after. It's so funny. Like oh, okay. he, he does advantage. Obviously, listeners can't hear this. He does advantage and holds his arms out yeah, for the advantage. Yeah. And Spurs score, <laughs> but he holds the pose and does like a big loop. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, Google it now, Mike Dean Spurs. I'm sure I'm going to get it out for Ben. I'm uh, sure I've seen it before because people. Uh, Try to uh, claim that he was celebrating. Yeah, that's yeah. Because he runs it. with the players, <laughs> like <laughs> as if like some sort of Italian, like Italian nineties, <laughs> like football I'll, celebration. I'll tweet this, by the way, for, for people listening. If you want to watch, if you want to watch it, that's class. Um, right. While you're doing that, the Mike Dean, um, <laughs> the, Man- the Chris Mulvall, <laughs> it's like he runs from about twenty yards outside the box into the box and then just pointed, <laughs> pointed at the floor. It's a penalty, but it's the most. Like exaggerated <laughs> over the top, like theatrical point you'll ever see. So I take up the lead. Uh, well, I you can't see it. the video. That's class. And I've just described the Mike Dean thing. So, Bolland, Pardew, no, Kabai first. What about him? <laughs> Tell us why you hate him. Look at look at so people, people were kicking off with Jan Matt, like saying that he was injured the other day and that he, just, he wasn't going to play for us because he just spat, spat his dummy out. Kabai, even, even though he's injured, yeah, yeah, quite, quite well, obviously, quite obviously. Kabai actually did that at the, yeah. start, the start of that season. Like this was a bloke who thought he was better than Newcastle United. He isn't. He's playing for Crystal Palace. All right, the higher than the, higher than is in the league, but they're a smaller club, and they've got a rubbish manager. Um, and I've. I liked Kabai, I thought he was a good player, but I always thought Newcastle fans liked him too much, and there's a weird part of me that didn't like that, so it doesn't like him. Um, yeah, just, This I'm, is just the same logic for you hating Jamie Vardy. Yeah, maybe it's something about my character. <laughs> and, and that's uh, Lu- Louis Bloke, what was he called, Louise or something? No, I like Louis Suarez, I like him. Doesn't get enough credit. Um, so I'm just not a massive fan. I think he went to Palace and everyone was sort of saying, oh, you know, he's going to change that team, he, he hasn't. Um, Do you know? Guess how many assists he's got this season? Six, zero. Six. Isn't it one? Yeah, one. Really? One assist. That's pathetic. I think he scored a couple of goals. He scored a few goals, but penalties. one assist for a midfielder. That's pathetic for the, for the supplier. What they are we were worried about? <laughs> their penalties. There were penalties as well. He scored quite a few yeah. points at the start of the season. Um, to know anyone who watched him at PSG, you could just see the guy was totally out of his depth playing for them against Champions League opposition. He just wasn't good enough. Uh, so yeah, I'm just not a fan. It'd be um, interesting to see uh, Sai what kind of reception you'll get how, how do you feel about him do you, it's almost been swept under the carpet there's so much uh, there's so much else going on you'd imagine if he castle were 10th or something and obviously the Pardew part would be but you'd think it would play a little bit more of a role but it's just 
it's too far down. I mean, this is a guy Newcastle fan sang about probably more than any other player in the past five years. Before I answer that, that's part of the reason as well because I loved him so much and he just left. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was a large part of all of our patter for a good two years. Don't sell goodbye, and, and just he was like kind of central to the European the European season and just going around going around Europe. So I mean, I, I loved him as a player when he was here. He he, he kind of had that urge to go to to a bigger club. Probably didn't go about it the right way. He was, he was very petulant, very childish about it. And then it was um, Joe Kinnear, wasn't it? Who, who supposedly sorted the deal and got got a bad deal, <laughs> which was the end of him. Um, I, I, I don't care. I, I've got nothing really to say. I'm not going to cheer him. I'm not going to boo him. I don't really care anything about him. He went to PSG. It hasn't worked out for him. He's had to, you know, take take a hit and go back to get, get some first Come back with his tail between his legs. Allegedly on one twenty. 120k a week. Oh yeah, and plenty of money, but he's, he's obviously wanting to play footy, getting the getting the France squad, etc. Do you not think it's a little bit desperate from Padre who will come on to? It's very football manager, isn't it? When you like, you, you go to a new club and you're like, right, how can I take my whole squad <laughs> from my previous club to my new club? And it's like, yeah, right, Alan, we've got some money, we've got about 50 million pounds. Here's a list of class players around Europe who you could get for like, you know, two you could get two of those players and pay them the wage bill. I mean, obviously they wouldn't be saying this, but look at Leicester. <laughs> um no, I'd like a thirty year old Johan Kabai who's like can't even get on the bench at PSB PSG please. Uh and they were like, Oh really? And it's like, yeah, he'll definitely come. Are you sure he'll come? Yeah, like London, hundred and twenty grand a week. He's absolutely class. Are you sure about that? Yeah, he's absolutely mint. Again, also he's just gone mass like he did when times were tough when he castle missing absolutely missing for Palace for you know most of this season doesn't finish that many games either he always used to get taken off for the last 20 issues. so it's just not it's, I mean especially he's, he's past his best isn't he I mean he's wrong wrong side of 30 now um, and he's he's not the type of player that's that's still going to be good enough he's, he's not like a Perlo someone like that who's just so effortless in his in his football like don't even compare it to Perlo. Just, has, Perlo no, no. has Perlo done it in the Barclays? That's what I say. <laughs> in Barclays, I don't know. <laughs> but I, he's just not... I don't think he's a... It, he's, he was brilliant for us, obviously, giving his dues. I mean, he scored some cracking goals for Um And at the time, he, he was a great player. But I, I feel like he's, he's he's not really done anything at Palace since he's been at Palace to, to make us think, yeah, we probably should have got him back. I mean, he had a, a decent start, I think. Um but yeah, I, I just think we've we've got better players um, than him, and I think we'll we'll be able to dominate them in the midfield. And I think that's going to be the key battle where I feel like we'll be pretty comfortable because the form Tiote and uh, Callback are in at the minute. Um, I, I don't see him being able to to sort of get a, get a hold of the game ahead of those two, and then Sissoko ahead of him. Like I think he's he's just going to be having to kick kick Sissoko every time he he just walks past him. I fancy Sissoko against Goodbye all day. Exactly. He'll, he'll tear him a new one. Well. Maybe, but um, <laughs> no, maybe about <laughs> uh, I think one of the, the biggest problems I had with Kabai is is the timing and the way he left. Um, he left. I was at West Ham, which is which was his last game, and he was unbelievable. Allardyce that they had no answer, um, and then he left and played the Markham's like two games after, and Remy got sent off, and it was just like Ah uh, Schuller and Luke De Jong up front, <laughs> and all, all of a sudden the, the the team imploded from there on in and. He could have he could have gone at the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like he had to, it wasn't like he had to go then, but he just agitated for that move so much. He's, he's he's one of these players I reckon who'll make a lot of money late in his career because of his Newcastle career. He'll not be going back to Palace as a legend. He'll not be going back to, to PSG as a legend. He'll be doing a Keith Gillespie and a Festina Maspria who both left under like a cloud, but are both now like massive Toon fans. Like show the club and the fans more respect now than they did when they were playing, and he'll probably be the same. He probably, since he's left and plays for Palace, he's probably underestimated the size of club Newcastle is. Um, you look at Palace didn't sell out their allocation on Saturday for that's Wembley. That's Johan Kabai on the TF Weekly Pod 2019. We'll, we'll yeah. see you there. <laughs> Johan, great to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan, Bolland. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, uh, it's probably best to talk about him after Saturday because at the minute he's just the enemy and that's the way that he's got to be tracked. I people, you see when people clapped Steven Gerrard once when he came, I hope that sort of thing doesn't work goodbye. Like if he comes over to take a corner, people clapping. It shouldn't be like that. He should get booed. He should be sworn at. Like it needs to be volatile to him. Like I don't want a Johan Kabai living. Or just ignore him. Yeah, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't want that'd to be. That'd probably be more good. Speaking of ignoring, then let's talk about Arhan Pardew, who allegedly, allegedly is the manager at the uh, centre of the Suns 
uh, text scandal. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's all rumours at the moment. It could be one of the 20 Premier League managers. I don't know if you've seen Oh, it's front page news of the Sun on Sunday. I don't buy the Sun, mate. Neither do I. But but <laughs> I, have, I have eyes <laughs> and access the internet. Is this what they chose to um, run instead of the Hillsborough story? No, nah, no, nah, it was before that. All right. um, an alleged Premier League manager who had a lot of texts he was sending to a married woman. And he's also married, and it was like, I'm going to work the players so hard for you. <laughs> 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 um, but some, pod, some people are suggesting it's him, but we couldn't possibly say. Um, yeah, <laughs> Pardew, Ben, where do you stand, and what kind of recep- reception will you give him? I'll get some of the crack. That, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like what a weird bloke. Um, and you've heard some weird stuff today. I have. Very true. Uh, I d- I, again, I'm not really that bothered. Like he's he's gone. Get over it. Um, you'll get a bad reception, no doubt. Um, but I'd, as I said, I hope that doesn't overshadow what the, the point we're going on on for, to the match for is for to see to give the support to the lads to hope they can get over the line. I think Pardew will probably lap that up. He, he'd, he'd love to be the centre of attention. I bet, like he'll obviously sort of play that. Oh no, I'm getting a bad re- reception. But he'll he'll love the fact that he'll be. He, he could if if he is uh, sort of getting all the grief. He'll love the fact that he's centre stage and. And it'll all become about him, uh, and I, I just think for for what he he basically um, <laughs> sort of left 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 way in the lurch uh, when he did um, at a time where we were in a bit of turmoil and obviously things were going badly, and he, he just jumped ship. Um, and I just think we should just completely ignore him, not give him even a sort of the benefit of of uh, the satisfaction of of like griefing him. Just again, just ignore him. If you, t- if, you t- hate that. if you take his whole tenure in in kind of look at look at it, the whole thing, he was neither good nor bad. He had a couple of good seasons, a couple of terrible seasons. He went on some disgraceful runs. He went on some tremendous runs. You know, he just was a ba- bang average manager for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some some daft things happened during that time. But I think he was just more <coughs> symbolic of just the, the plight of the club in general over the last five years, as as opposed to him being any particular problem. So yeah, for that reason, I agree, with Ben. Just. Just let him get on with it, you know. He's no, he's no different to me now than someone like Glenn Roder. Like, just, just one of a, a few like bang average managers who, who came along and, and did a bad job by the end mm-hmm. and had a go. I just, uh, I just did a tweet which I've had to hasty delete, uh, putting out the link to this to listen to us live, and I posted the Mark Dean video <laughs> <laughs> again. Um, I, I agree with what you've just said, Cy, but also I think this is something the fans can cling to. He's like going to make an atmosphere, like. What Dodds was saying before about how the Swansea game, the atmosphere was a bit nervous. Like, why don't they just cling on to this? If it gets the fans going, if the first 20 minutes is just everyone kicking off about Pardew. Oh, it's depressing that Bollins, like, uh, Manny Castle in massive trouble, got Benitez in charge, and we um, need the, the opposition manager exactly. to get going. Exactly. I don't agree with that. And also, I don't think that's the sort of end, like, booting off at opposition players isn't the sort of energy it's, it's that's, that's going to. It'll be just things like people singing like, the, the occasional song, won't it? Like,. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I'd rather just sing La Bamba for 90 minutes. Exactly. exactly. We've, we've, could, we've well got Rafa, well. man. We don't need to worry about Pardew. That could well happen as well. But that, if that happens... I'd, like, I'd prefer that. That would be a good crack. That is because people are wanting to have a go at Pardew in a way, isn't it? Though, if you've got La Bamba for 20 minutes solid... Like, do it Do it 20 minutes before the match. Yeah. Get it, get it out of your system. Uh, and I, then get behind I know the it's rich coming from me because we're spending more time talking about him on a Friday night. But I, I think it's he's best ignored and... Uh, I hate I hate the revisionism of Pardew's reign by people with vested interests. So Alan Pardew was a blooming good manager for Newcastle for a couple of years, like really good, massively worked above his level, above his resources. To you know, if we're, when in the last day of the eleven twelve season with a chance of finishing ahead of Arsenal with the resources they have and the wage bill and the players and the transfer committee, that that shouldn't be forgotten. He also had a massive mare the following two seasons, and that also shouldn't be forgotten. So his his, his overall time at Newcastle was just like averaged out. It was averaged average. out. I'll tell you what, Alan Pardew was a better manager than Steve McLaren, a better manager than John Carver. The best thing that happened, Alan Pardew wasn't even Newcastle. It was that John Carver replaced him because mm-hmm. it, it's made him look so superior as a manager that is is. His record at Palace is, is overblown because Palace have done better in Newcastle. Now he spent he spent a lot of money this summer, bought a lot of players in. Palace have massively underperformed this season. You can't say an FA Cup semi final is. It, yeah, listen, it's brilliant, and I'd love I'd swap positions with Palace fans absolutely right away. But Crystal Palace and Alan have underperformed this season. They win the FA Cup, they've still underperformed in the where league. where they were. As, as I said before, I mean they were top four 
after the first 10 games. So, I mean, they were turning um, all the big teams over away from home and they, they had a great start at, and they've just basically imploded. Um, now, he's saying it's for injuries and stuff like that, but it's it's the same old excuse, isn't it? It's At the end of the day, I just don't think he's he's got the staying power and the ability that like the top managers to sort of just keep your players focused. And, and I think he's a lot of that could be the sort of rubbish he comes out in press conferences where he's just... Was it? I thought. I think I saw the other day he spent all his time talking about Louis Van Hall after yeah. one of his press conferences. It's just if you're a Palace player there and like you listen to that, you must be thinking, "What the hell is he on about here?" Like, it, it, talk about us. Like, forget Eddie, about that. Got Eddie Jones in this week. You what? He's got Eddie Jones in England. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Coaching. I mean, if you've got to get people, yeah. if you've got to hire people to come in and do your job, <laughs> like, I mean, fair play that he's getting paid the money he is, but how am I, Alan? Like, it's just it's massive cop out. Sorry, Alan Pardew, uh, success in Newcastle United or not? Well, I said exactly what you said before you said it. He's just bang average. Two good seasons, two bad ones. Um, that suggests inconsistency rather than being average. Well. Because <laughs> you can't be mint. Average is out. It average yeah. is out. But I, I don't know. I, I think that's a bad... I think he did a good job, and then he did a bad job, and did a good job again. I think overall he was a, he was a success in Newcastle, like a painstaking one who was difficult to stomach, and he was a typical. It's kind of what everyone imagines, you know, brash, arrogant Southerners to be. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, like I, love talking themselves up, take take a massive step back, and like, oh well, it's the fans' fault. Obviously, not my fault. We lost six in the tournament, but it was the fans won the players back. Fifty-two thousand here. Yeah, I was a staunch defender of the guy right at the end, like like you were. You know, it was it wasn't until the, the you know the, the start of that season where we just kept losing games, and again he went on a bit of a recovery run. But it wasn't until then that we really kind of gave up Al- on Alan, Alan Pardew. Alan Pardew, between October and um, November of his last season, won seven Premier League games. Right, that was December, January fifteen, seventeen months ago, eighteen months ago. So we're nearly in May. Guess how many Premier League games in Castle have won since? Five. Five. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's well, like, not Aston Villa, <laughs> <laughs> It's like ten. Though, that was a clearly not thinking it through. It just was going to be just low, a, isn't it? Yeah, it was just <laughs> a higher figure out. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Bolensai. Ten. Is correct. Ten. Ten well, games half, in eight, eighteen months, which is still disgraceful. But five would be done. <laughs> 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 Considering with like one, two games after he uh, left last season, <laughs> it would have been three games this season would have won. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, ten games, and that—that that is Alan Pardew's. That to, to Pardew and his friends in the media, that's his legacy. It's got nothing to do with what he did in Newcastle. It's what co- what's come afterwards. And if Benitez keeps us up, which he will, he'll show Alan Pardew for what he was—a uh, middling Premier League manager who's capable of great things and capable of terrible things. It's just—it's just what he is. He needs—he needs all of the the luck. You see him and Allardyce and Souness and all the uh, terrible, terrible, average Premier League. English managers club, British managers club, like genuinely think that luck plays a massive part in things. Like, oh, we're we lost like seven games, or we're just unlucky. Just having the best three players out. Whereas other managers just crack on with it and find solutions rather than just like you know, Bargy was very disparaging about his squad players. You know, after the loss to match, now oh, we're missing five or six players today. We had seven first team players out. Well, how do you think that makes the lads who stepped in feel? Bear in mind, he was playing like lads who can't even get in the bench in League One now like Harris Vukic and uh, Bigger Amana, neither of whom can get in the League One football teams at the moment so Christ knows what was going on there Bolland, do you think uh, it makes any difference that it's Padre tomorrow to the Newcastle's players? Pretty much all of, all, all, did all of them play from apart from Mbemba, Lascelles Shelby, Darlow No, no, who's, who's, yeah, who's playing the, the players that are on the pitch Darlow play at least, yeah. Well, Shelby will not, will not play. It's not a start. No matter what. Um, I think when you'll come I think, I think we'll, we'll, more than half the first the first team will will have played. Do you think it'll make any difference to the game, to them or not? Uh, I don't think it'll have a massive effect, if I'm honest. It didn't seem to when we went to Selhurst Park, anyway. <laughs> um, maybe if they, you know, if they hear our fans and they know what our fans are like, they might want to get one over for us, depending on how much they care, which is debatable. Um but for the players, I don't, I don't see it. They'll be focused on what Rafa wants them to do now. They've sold very few tickets for more. Shock. They're just a little club. Um, yeah. You'd have thought more of them would want to come and have a bit of a giggle, wouldn't you? Like at our expense, because if they win, it's, we'd have three thousand. Even if we're already relegated, we'd have three thousand at Palace. Yeah. They're bringing fifteen hundred, I think. Yeah. If that's coming in. 
So, Ben, tomorrow, uh, we've talked about Pardew, we've talked about Kabai. Where, where else do you think Palace threaten us at all, if anywhere? Or do you, or, or alternatively, because you think we're going to smash them, why will we hurt them? And you don't just say because Palace are rubbish. <laughs> Palace are really rubbish. Um, nah, the, I mean, I'll give credit, Belassi is a really good player. But you've got Adebayo up front. He's not. Uh, he's probably play Wigan or Wigan. They're not. <laughs> they've not got goals. They're, like, what's your point? They're still two terrible, terrible players. Um, that they're probably again on a fortune. Um, a pair of them. Be an obscene amount of money to sort of jog around the pitch, like show a little bit of interest when the ball gets near them. At the odd, the odd time. Um, but they're just a bang average. Um, I think. Their midfield, um, I mean, Yedinak's getting games at the minute. He's a bit of a nut job, but um, I don't think he's got the quality desired. And then the defence is just, it's championship, championship level. Uh, Scott Dan, is Delaney still getting a game for them, I think, as well, isn't he? Hennessy and Nets. Like, it's just stinks of championship. Um, so I, I think, well, our boys, when they get a, get running at them, Townsend's been in great form. Um, Mitrovic will cause him a lot of trouble I think when he comes on probably um, I think even Cissé is the, it's the type of game Cissé will probably bag, bag a brace I think he, he can cause him some trouble um, and then obviously Musa and whoever gets the nod on the left I think Musa will have a, a, a good game tomorrow I think he'll get be afforded a lot of time just because I don't think they've got anyone that can match up against him to, to like keep him out of the game so he should be dominating Ooh. tomorrow who plays seven midfield apart from Kabai? So it's Kabai and Yednak, and then MacArthur, isn't it? And yeah, James MacArthur. I so the three of them, however, man, that's that stinks of championship as well. <laughs> other than Kabai, so they're just a bang average team. I think we'll we'll kill them. Okay, uh, Sai, how do you see it going tactically? Because the last two home games were, were very different. Where Swansea, you had us strangely, you had us kind of very, very, very deep and and not and happy to let Swansea have the ball. We didn't really press them. It was a case of, like, graphically thought Swansea have gotten out here to, to, to worry us until the commitment forwards, which they're probably not. So we played a bit of a waiting game, wanted to get a half-time. We got the 1-0 goal, then Swansea started to come out and we picked them off. Whereas Man City were very aggressive and pressed very high without having a lot of possession. Do you think it's going to be more of the same against Palace or more, more of the latter? Um, what, I, what, what would you do? I think it'll be more like Swansea. I think you'd be wary of the likes of Zaha and Balassi and, and the pace that uh, Palace have got. You'll probably want to sit deep. You'll want to give us a chance to just kind of absorb some pressure and just do do the sensible thing. If we go go all out, kind of out the blocks too fast and, and concede an early goal, it just puts so much pressure on us because this is a must-win game. We don't want to concede in the first half. We've got players that can come on the bench. We can score goals in the second half. So I think the sensible thing to do is obviously uh, just to, to take it easy, build build the game up slowly. Um, I think that Perez comes out that team and Wijnaldum goes back in, personally. Um, uh, I agree that should happen, but he won't. You reckon? He's he played that team against Liverpool for the first time in 102 games. He didn't change his side. That's a big thing for him not to do. So he clearly rates that well, side. To, to play three in a row will be the first time in like 400 games. So <laughs> uh, uh. I don't think it follows that he, d- he definitely uh, keeps the team again. Um, Perez was awful again at Liverpool, and he just he, when Yaldum can't offer any any less, and at home he's he's been all right. So. He's, I think he's, he's had a bit of a kick up the backside in terms of he's been dropped. He's he's had to take that in and, and work his way back in the team. And he was he was decent in the second half of Liverpool. He was decent against uh, against City when he came on. Probably should have scored. He's, he's better now. He's been moved out to the left again, where he's played all his. Best oh, absolutely! Games I'd keep I'd keep the circus central and stick him out on the left instead of Perez. I I just think the Raf has like latched on to what we we've, we've said in the past. What everybody knew, this Newcastle side. Can only really play games like as a counter-attacking team. Yeah, they're not good enough to to go and dominate teams. I mean, other than the odd games like West Ham, where we absolutely battered them, took them to pieces. But we don't do that. We've done that once in in however many games. Um, West Brom as well. Yeah, West Brom as well. Um, we've we're just we've <laughs> the games we have won is when we've, we've picked teams off, and especially especially with the side we've got with Sissoko playing behind. Um, the strikers through the middle. He, he's just got that freedom to sort of just just run off the back of midfielders um, and and use his pace and power uh, to sort of exploit space. I think Townsend's been absolutely a revelation um, recently. He's sort of settled into that team really well, uh, combining well with with Vernon. And um, I just think he's going to have a he'll have a field day again when he when he's got space like 
defenders um, are terrified when he's running at them. So I, I just think we've got enough sort of speed and, and quality in that team. And then the sort of the workman like the, the opposite, the workman like um, performances that we've been getting off callback and TOA to just neutralise any sort of threat and win the balls back. It just frees frees those lads to to go and do the attacking. And um, I mean callback especially has been covering big time for Wijnaldum and um, and Perez on the left. Like he's basically been doing all Paul Paul Dummett's running a lot of the time tracking back. Uh, so I just think I, f- I feel like they're they're going to be. Uh, they're on a crest of a wave at the minute in terms of confidence. They've both been playing really well. They're back to the best, the pair of them, and I think they'll they'll be sort of the engine room to get with the ball, release the likes of Sissoko and Townsend, and just go to town on them. And I think we'll we'll win by three or four goals at least. I really hope you're right, uh, Bolland. You 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 you've seen you share this confidence, and what what do you think tomorrow? Do you, like, do you think it's going to be a any different than what Sai said? Or do you think like, if, if, to win three or four? We're, gonna, we're not going to play like Swansea. I know we won three 0 against Swansea, but it was probably didn't deserve to and it was a bit of a freak, freak couple of goals at the end um, would you rather see Newcastle go out all guns blazing with a chance of winning 3 or 4 but conceding the first goal or would you rather it was nervous and tense and, but at least you know we're not going to concede um, so I think it will be a bit like Swansea because Rafa's not stupid and like if you saw what happened to us at Sel- huh? Selhurst like at Selhurst we went out and we went to attack and we got beat 5-1 yeah. like we're not going to do that again. And I Rafa, don't think we're going to go. I've just said Rafa. we'll play counter attack football. So Rafa, what's your point? We're in 4 0. Okay. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a lovely point. <laughs> and, uh, and Rafa will know that Pardew can't break sides down, so we'll be really solid and compact, at least for the first half. And then we'll, and then I think second half, when like Mitrovic gets involved, I think we'll start really going for them. Um, and it will be comfortable in the end, but certainly to begin. We all start and see say here, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Got right, let's talk about. Something which was said either yesterday or it was said yesterday and reported today. See how many of you think this is a disgrace because I do. Sam Aldice has said that Newcastle will definitely win this weekend because Pardew's mind won't be on the game, it'll be on the cup final already, and the players have been on the drink all week probably. What do you think of that? A, do you think that statement's true, and B, do you think it's that you should be allowed to make that statement, Si? Right. Freedom of speech. He's allowed to say what he wants. Um, it's it's a nonsense statement. Um, no, he's not allowed to say what he wants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, you know, within reason. I hope um, it's true. With with with, with Pardew, even though his, his ability to keep cups and leagues separate um, was, was poor, he'd always seem to only be able to concentrate on one or the other. Um, he'll he'll know deep down that he wants to finish the season strongly with the cup instead of just you know sacking off the league and losing three games that's not going to give you the best chance to win the FA Cup final so why on earth is he going to approach any castle game like this with you know with the players already on holiday what what's it, I think that's a daft thing to say it's it's a childish thing to say no no as you I think you said this morning you just wouldn't get the likes of Benitez making such a comment um that said Sir Alex Ferguson said something very similar 20 years ago today well, <laughs> And got a got a similar response uh, from from Keegan. So it's despite, anyone's capable of it. Despite what Pardew said in the media about like loving his time at Newcastle as well, he's definitely going to want to beat us. Like yeah. at St James's Park, he'd love it. Like as you say, he loves to be centre of attention. If they beat us two 0 tomorrow and we're effectively down, he'll be on the touchline getting his picture taken by everyone who'll have it. Like he'll love it. Unless, like the few games beforehand, Mike got to him during the journalist uh, tribunal. And paid him off, <laughs> which has been a theory I've been putting out there for a couple you mean of weeks like now. Like the City and Swansea performances, exactly. <laughs> just teams not turning up. Um, although, to be fair, Man City. I thought Man City played all right. Well, Man City we're were good. good. Yeah, we but were, we were just probably better. Yeah. Now I think um, the Allardyce is just—he's just looking for any. Well, he's he's, he's, he's trying to go. Well, I just want to quickly say he's trying to um, like go Pardew to, to turn up and be like. Well, take that, Sam. I bloody showed you right. Be- when I beat Newcastle, didn't I? Like he's, he's trying do you th- to do get. Do you think a it's because he's worried? Oh, definitely. He he knows they've got like all of all the work to do here. Like Newcastle have got still got two home games. I mean, obviously the Spurs game is going to be difficult, and then we've got to go to Villa. Like they've got teams that, although they're the mid table, like they're just they're not a good team. I mean, the, the Sunderland performance against Arsenal last week was an absolute disgrace. 
only like bettered by the fact that Arsenal were even worse <laughs> and they still couldn't beat them. Um, I just don't see where Sunderland are going to win games. They don't win games of football. They're not going to do one it. One in 12. They're not going to do it and that's why I'm confident because I think Tops there looking at three points out of these last four games. That's the best they can do, I reckon. And that's going to take like some performances from, from their bang average players. I'll just lay an analyse for a second disagree with you, Sai. I don't think it's okay to question it. This is the thing. It wasn't It wasn't okay what Ferguson said 20 years ago. Basically saying that Leeds wouldn't try against Keegan's team because they hate Man U. I, I didn't say it was, was okay. I think I just said he's allowed to say it if he wants to. No, but this is the thing. And he shouldn't be allowed to say it. And, and obviously people do. I mean, Robert Huth got a three-game ban for doing what he did on Twitter with... You, you know, I'd say that, you listen, that's not ideal, but... If Allardyce to come out in a week and say that these players are, have been like have been bad professionals, and Alan Pardew is a bad manager, that's what it is, really, isn't it? Like, you know, a good manager doesn't be like, right, we'll sack off the rest of the season without consequences. Like, it's 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 just a ridiculous thing to say, and it 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 tells me that he needs everything. He got a massive advantage over Benitez, huge advantage. He drew the derby, which we would have hoped to win. He beat Norwich, we got beat. They got the ridiculous rubber the green, whereas we didn't. And he, I think he got a four-point head start on him. So, he, he had all of this, yet we go into the match tomorrow with a good chance of us being outside the relegation zone. I think I think if we are outside of the relegation zone tomorrow night, by eight o'clock, that's it. It's done. We're up. We're safe. There's no way some of the notch come back for that. We, we go into Villa outside the relegation zone with them playing Chelsea and them playing Man U. Done deal. We're, we're, we're safe. If we're not outside the relegation zone, then it's, it's still not over, but it's going to be really, really tough. So that's why tomorrow's so big, and I think Allardyce is just a small man with a small mind who, rather than... You know, he, on talk sport every week, he's talking about how fit the players are, how much training they do. We'll keep your mouth shut then, Sam. What's, what's Crystal Palace? What's Newcastle's result got to do with anything to do? Like, if, if you're that good, if your players are that fit... Go and win your four games. Yeah, just go, just go win your games and then say what you want after the, after the season's ended. The, it's, it's just... It's just Allardyce. I mean, you, you, it's, he's just trying to play mind games. I mean, you could he could have easily come out and said exactly what he said about Pardew, about Mark Hughes. Yeah. But the fact is they're playing them this week and he doesn't want to give them any um, sort of fire in the belly to, to come out and give them a good scene. Do, do. do you think that's how it works? What? Like, do you think, do you think like, I don't know. Well, oh, mate, in professional sport, you'll use any, like, motivation you can. Someone comes out and says you're an unfit professional. You're not just going to, like, turn up on it's the like, pitch. I'll and show all the dice. Like, who's the lad? Who's the lad that signed for 80 million quid from Stoke? And now, now, oh, in Bula. In Bula, just keep on thinking, you said what? <laughs> nah, but now nah, I think you do. Like, it's, as you said, it's insulting to, the, he's basically questioning their, um, their professionalism. But are they that stupid to, to it's play? Not, no, no, it's, it's not about stupid dogger. It's about, it's the mental aspect of professional sport. It's like you look for any edge you can. Ben sports psychologist. Yeah. We'll put his number up afterwards. I'm uh, available for bookings. <laughs> um, I know Eddie Jones got the the, the nod at uh, Palace, but uh, I'm I'm not uh, too far behind. Now it it is. You see it in sports all the time. Like I mean, especially um, just when when players are looking lethargic and whatever. You you want that aggression. You want you want something like for them to get angry about because the. The, the players will react to that and I think you're just looking for anything that's why mind games like managers come out with all these statements and things you're looking for reactions from players because at the end of the day we're all human we've all got emotions you're going to get frustrated I mean the fact that you're, we're talking about it here now it's upset you that he's come out and, and spoken about what, that what he said hasn't upset us because of course it has because it's ridiculous because it's farcical but it has it's upset the, yeah. it's, it's the fact it's, I'm, I'm more interested in why he said it and like, well, because like, well, he's, because he's panicking and that's, that's he the point I want to get across um, how do you think, Bollins, it'll go between Sunderland and Stoke tomorrow? I mean, Stoke conceded 12 goals in the last three games. Uh, Hard games, mind. But not, not I was going to say, they've, yeah. they've been playing a very good in four Man City. Pro- probably the top three Spurs, teams in the country at yeah. the moment. The first three. I'm glad it's at the Britannia. We didn't concede 12, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's at the Britannia because I'd worry about them going to the stadium alive because there's is is question marks. Over whether the, the Stoke players are on the beach or not yet. I mean, they've got nothing to play for really now. Um, Pride, Bolland. Well, that's what you hope. And that's why I think being at home, I think that's a good thing for us that they're playing Sunderland there, not at the Stadium of Light. Because at the Stadium of Light, you say that's a winnable game for them, or they definitely have it marked as a winnable game. I think at the Britannia, the best they can hope for is a draw again. Um, yeah, I think Stoke could be fine. If we win and Sunderland win, what happens? Do you think we're still doing it, or do you think that's it? 
we're same same as we are now. So yeah, but if Sunderland can go and win at Stoke, they, that uh, that's the three points used up according <laughs> to Ben. But if they go and win at Stoke, then they've got Everton at home, Norwich away to play as well as Chelsea. And you've got to think if they can win at Stoke, there's points. I mean, at the moment they can't beat anyone without a huge slice of luck. So for them to turn up and beat Stoke at Stoke would be quite a feat. Would you not agree? Yeah, it'd be massive for them. I just I don't see it happening. They'd like we've we've spoken about before they just don't know how to win football games like they're very very good at drawing games um, I'm not too concerned about tomorrow I think the games for them that I'd be worried about them winning is Everton at home and Watford away I think they're, they're the two for them they could possibly win I think the rest could all just be draws for them though Fair enough, like you say Allardycey he doesn't go out with a plan to score goals he goes out with a plan not to concede three He's, he's been saying a lot of this week, hasn't he, about the clean sheets, like meaning more to him. He says if he can get three or four clean sheets out of the last four games, like he, he thinks that'll be enough to stay up. It's a big ask, that. Massive. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's them. Si, how, do you give Norwich any chance at Arsenal tomorrow? Can we trust Arsenal? <laughs> Norwich have got a bit of form at, at uh, Emirates as well. I think they've won there a couple of times. Uh, not, um, Arsenal at the Emirates, uh, pressure on, well... Not not so much pressure on, but you know, after a bad result, they tend to get something. They, just, they, just they can't they can't afford to slip up again. Just for, just for Wenger to get away with it for a bit longer, it's a sort of game you'll win like three 0 and then everyone will be praising him again. I don't. I think Norwich are out of it. It really is a two horse race. No, I mean it's not. It's a three horse race because they're they're above us, but it's kind of. I don't think that. Who Norwich? They're above us. They're a point. They? They're a point ahead on that. Yeah. Um, they're both on the same point. Yeah, they're both on thirty-one. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't you can't call it a two-horse race, but their, their last four games are like ridiculous and it is. But so it's, lots of people have said it's a two-horse race. Now I'm not sure that's true. Like Norwich, Norwich aren't a very good side, but the the graft and the battle and I don't think it's and get them three 0 off Sunderland and lose. Yeah, but it's not inconceivable they could get some from from Man United at home. Like it's not well, out that, of question. That's like, what one problem. So this weekend it's Man United Leicester. We, we need Man United to win, don't we? Yeah. Big time. We need Man U to win, and if Southampton could do a favour at Man City and pick something up, it means Man U going to that Norwich game with a real chance of top four. Which, by the way, leads me to my apart from Newcastle staying up, something going down with Villa. The best thing that could happen is Man City lose out on the top four. Man United come fourth. Van Hal gives it the biggest, like bigger than you've ever seen. Slating all his critics, even though fourth is still a massive failure for Man United. <laughs> And uh, Man City win the Champions League, <laughs> 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 and Van Hal's left there. Like Redknapp is bitter. What would happen if uh, Liverpool win the uh, Europa League? No, Does that not impact s- it? Special That's spot a special one, is yeah. it? So we'd we'd so get five we'd in like there. Spain had five this year with yeah, Seville. We'd get that as well. But yeah, Bolland, uh, Leicester, Man. I mean, you don't want Leicester win anyway, do you? You know they've won it, but um, no, I'm not interested in Leicester win. Not interested. <laughs> so you'd be happy for a Man United win this weekend. To be honest, yeah. I'm just looking at the table now. Stoke on 47 points. It's unlikely, isn't it? They're not going to catch Liverpool, who are on 55 for <laughs> Europe. <laughs> We're four not with three games to go. No, they've got four. Oh, no, they've got three, sorry. <laughs> they've got three, aye. Read it the wrong way around. Are you listening, Stoke fans? You could make it. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I think it's the, the fact of, though, if, if you want to keep attracting the big players, you've got to finish as high as you can. Like, people are saying our players are on the beach and all the rest of it. It's rubbish. Yeah, like, it's 1.2 million pounds per it's, place. It's, as I was going to say as well, money, especially for the like people who are writing off Everton. Well, but do the Everton players care about Nah, but I think there's an incentive there. You're playing yeah. for your, 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 your professional livelihood. I mean, if you have a bad end of the season now, you're getting replaced next year, aren't you? When is someone going to talk about the job Mark Hughes has done? <laughs> <laughs> Should we just dedicate the last yeah, 10 minutes? To the, to the job that that man has done. <sighs> Link with Everton, isn't he? <laughs> Seriously, is like they reckon it's yeah, Everton at the end of the season. Also, just this is totally off topic, lads. What do you think about Stoke renaming... They ground the bet three six five stadium, Ben. Absolutely love it. He's, you're just gonna wake up one by <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. You're there <laughs> in in Stoke, just a kip on the pitch. Ben likes bet three six five. You don't get that in joke. Uh, not not just them. You branched out. Well, let's let's not. Uh, well, I'm just I'm just trying to be fair to all the other betting companies. All right. <laughs> but but yeah, bet bet three six five. Let I'll slag off some betting companies when I was about 21, 20, 19, Well, at uni second year, um, I put a, a bet on a horse. And um, we dance no. tips, and it's um, we got it at twenty four to one. I put two hundred quid on. And it was written on the the sheet of paper twenty four to one. When it lad broke, it's expecting money, and uh, the game is like odds of like eleven to one or something. And I was like, whoa, whoa, 
what's this? He goes, oh, you got 11, you only got 11 to 1, you only got the price when it started. Yeah, uh, why? The thing. He goes, you didn't circle <laughs> circle your odds. <laughs> and I was like, talk about your Robin so-and-so <laughs> here. Like, I didn't circle me odds. You took me money from us. So, lad, lad Brooks, <laughs> not find me and your terrible, terrible adverts trying to promote horrific large culture. Gone off, gone off topic. <laughs> Let's go back on track. Or William Hill or um, any other establishment. You could, we could go rogue. What are the rogue ones? Like 137bet.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just t- numbers. T- 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 <laughs> Un- anyway. University bets or something like that. Mark, Mark Hughes, Dugger. <laughs> Mark Hughes, the job he's done. <laughs> Silence. What do you what do you think about the Everton situation here? I mean, Everton fans are going wild, wild. Don't get any stick, really, do they? For being deluded like we did, yeah. pretty much. But what better from their team who are underperforming significantly? What's well, it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> I don't. I don't criticize. I'm criticizing the media because when we wanted Pardew out, it was like th- it was basically like the most unreasonable thing. Yeah, that, that was the sarcastic tone of oh, my right, point. All right. If they had a van with sackmartinez.com on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he hasn't been as bad for as long. No, that's true. Um, probably, it's probably time for a change for them. He's not done a particularly great job <gasps> since his first season. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not enjoying this Everton Palestine. <laughs> uh, with their new investors coming in as well, they can probably strive for a bit better. Mark Hughes would seem absolutely balmy decision. Like, if you're going to get rid of Martinez, why bring in Mark Hughes? Because... All the quag is people say he buys well. He bought a company for six million quid as a midfielder. He also bought Rocky Santa Cruz. I'm Rabinia for two million and a host of other. I'm, don't, I'm not saying he's good at buying, but that, that was the quag. Brazil on Talk Sport was like, no. fantastic spotter. Yeah, he's probably one of his mates. <laughs> um, you'd imagine well, if a bit more sound like really so far away now. They're talking about a new stadium as well. Like, is Marquis the man? Like, Thanks. No. Just no. Didn't actually touch all <laughs> uh, Just, just the placebo. It's just the bro- placebo. It's broken again. <laughs> placebo effect. It's hardly going to pa- pacify any like disgruntled Everton fan as well. Like, oh, we've lost Martinez. We've got Mark Hughes. Like, do you do you think they should go back to Moyes? Because that's a part of no. as well. No, no. Moyes is a good manager, but I don't know do why. Do you see go Moyes managing a relegated Newcastle United <laughs> in the near future? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up at Celtic. But we'll <laughs> save that. We'll save that. Right, quickly, let's move <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh, now, I think um, I, I can't see them going back to Moisey. I mean, the job he did with Man U, um, when he, he had all the money and they couldn't buy anyone, Like he's, he's not the type of manager that's going to attract the, the big names that they'll want. They'll, they'll need a big sort of stars, stars in the like, uh, name and lights. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone like that, someone with a name and lights that'll be like be able to attract uh, like all the, the, the big players. Um I, I think there's, there's much better candidates out there as well for the type of football Moyes would come back and and uh, put in there. It's not what they're looking for, and I think especially um, they're probably losing Lukaku. Really, they, they need they're going to have to replace him big time because he's basically kept them up this season. Really, if you look where they would be without Lukaku, um, they'd be in serious serious trouble. So I think they're going to have to go out and, and sort of re um, sort of build that team. I mean, the midfield's quite weak at the minute. I think. Uh, they've got a good defence but <laughs> just Martin has completely neglects that um, <laughs> so I think if they've got a proper manager in there, I mean they could be a really a really good team um, I mean the money they apparently cut it to be getting it's like 200 million or something in Warchester isn't it you're not going to hand that to Moisey Fair enough I mean obviously I thought it was worth talking about Everton because they play a huge part in our survival mm-hmm. if uh, if we do our do our business Um I think we've kind of run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> I was going to say the last ten minutes of this is so, not getting listened to. Kiki Chan Sanchez Flores is <laughs> <laughs> struggling at Watford. What do you lads think of that? Well, I think you should go to Celtic personally. <laughs> Don't be silly, Bolland. There's no chance of that. He never played for Celtic. <laughs> um, to be fair, I think I think like Burton Albion looking for a new manager as well. It's the same kind of standard. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not rising to this and I'm not going to torture these two with it. Or, or the two listeners <laughs> <laughs> if they're still clinging on. Is that 2,000 or 200? No, nah, everyone switched off about 10 minutes ago when this patter started. Right, yeah. lads. Newcastle United v Crystal Palace. What's going to happen in detail? Bollins. What, minute by minute? Do you want me to start? I think in the first minute there'll be kick-off. You start. 
you can have the second minute if you want. Right, I think that we'll start really, really well. I think we might score early. If we score early, there's a good chance we will go on to win comfortable 2 0. The other thing is, it's going to be a, it, someone's going to win 1 0 either way. I've, I want to be really supportive of all the players, I'm going to be. I worry about Darlo. I've watched the goals back uh, at Liverpool. I can't help but think he was shocking on both goals. And he made this and he made a fantastic save at 2-1. Brilliant save. Looked way better live. We and Ben were right behind it. And it looks it was like it doesn't the TV doesn't really do justice how good a save it was. But I really worry about him. And I really worry about Paul Dummett. I am sorry, I can't keep up the facade of like Dummett did well, he didn't do well. <laughs> like the, the opposition failed to take advantage of his Hang many on, errors. Daddy, you've been calling for weeks. Like This is one of your points to survival. Whereas get Paul Dummett back in that team. Babu's fit now and he's not playing. Like no, I agree, but it's just I, I love how you like you just switch switch sides. Just to oh, yeah, I'm going to switch. No, get Vernon. He's a bad left-back. Obviously not. Dummett was a huge improvement on that. Still not good enough. Nah, and any games is against Palace are big side. I that worries me as well. I was never. I mean, I've, I never even thought getting Dummett back in the team would be their solution. But anyway, Dar- the Darlow thing. I agree. I think I thought he was at fault for the second goal against Norwich as well. It's gone through him, um, and he's trying to do some sort of special like slap the ball over the bar type save and completely misses the ball. Um, I haven't seen the the Sturridge one yet, but at the time I felt like. It, it doesn't go to the net fast. He hasn't yeah, smashed it. Yeah, it's just beating him, hasn't it? Uh, and then the second one was basically sort of free in the middle of the goal, and he's, you, you feel like the top keeper should be saving them. But um, the he's, third he's, one's a bit harsh because he turns two players, doesn't he? And he's basically just no. He chests the ball. Paul Dummett runs the other way and he shoots. <laughs> I wouldn't call it turns <laughs> anyone. Well, maybe I was. Quite the cells was was in the vicinity. I think it was two of them. Uh, the cells the cells was behind Dummett so couldn't see storage. Yeah. So then. Darlow probably couldn't see storage either. <laughs> so, which was my point anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I think I mean it's obviously he's I mean he's the third choice keeper, isn't he? So I'm not gonna like sort of lay into him. He's better than Jack Anik and Robert. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if he's better than Elliot. Now now I've seen the two of them play a few games. He certainly communicates better with his uh, Maybe. defenders and doesn't He cannot kick though. He cannot I mean. kick a ball. <laughs> like he, he kicks it out of his hand and the ba- the ball barely oh, goes past right. the halfway line. Right, he's yeah. terrible at it. But anyway, let's not have a go, Carl Darlow. He's gold. But anyway, um, I, th- I think there's. Um, I think CCL get a couple. Yeah, scored score his last three games against Palace. Yeah, I, I think I'll worry about CCL because uh, if Pardew knows anything about CCL and he should, it's that just his first touch is so disgustingly bad. Have you just turned me off? No. <laughs> Um, just turn Bolland down because the echo is quite bad if Pardew should know Cissé better than anyone and you should know that his first touch is so bad that you just have to mark him really tight and then he's, he's, he's pretty much redundant then CCR scored against Palace twice with Pardew and Charger and those, those only Newcastle player to do so those terrible touches have got a pretty good chance of going straight into the path of Sissoko or <laughs> <laughs> that as well yeah. now I think CCR scored twice in the first half He'll come off to rapturous applause at uh, about 60 minutes, and then Mitchell will come on and, and uh, get one, and I reckon Townsend will score. Townsend's a man, isn't he? What, three goals? Has he got three goals? And uh, Yeah. yeah. Three? Uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, three goals and five assists or something mental yeah. like that. You know, he, he, he starts a full season in Newcastle in the Premier League or any type of team, and he gets, like, play, say he plays 38 games, he'll have an output similar to or better than Norma Bear. He's got. Um, I'm so impressed that he's, he's like he's got a couple of assists from the corners. Like his his delivery in at corners, brilliant. I know, like he never. Really, I don't remember him ever taking them properly at uh, Spurs, but I suppose he had Ericsson. But um, now nah, I think he's he's going to be key tomorrow, um, and I reckon Musa will get a couple of assists as well. I think that's about it, lads. Um, I know what I asked for details, and I've just done it myself. So how do you think it'll go then, lads? Quickly. 2-0 CSA 2-0 we're not conceding a goal here Clean, have that Sam Allardyce we won't, we won't have time <laughs> we'll be battering them that much they'll just be like oh we've got to let Palace go oh, <laughs> let someone else go on it. we'll let Spurs go on the last weekend well. I, would quite, I would quite like to stay up not keeping any more clean sheets just so Allardyce is getting angry and angry <laughs> The way I'd like it to go is for them to score first and early so the fans are really enjoying themselves and Pardew is you can see him on the touchline gloating and then for us to smash him like 4-1 like that would be ideal. I don't know if I could my I boss could take that. that like if we go behind uh, uh, I mean I'm in the box tomorrow and it's awful when you go in at half time and like there's 
they have the highlights of the game on on their like and they just play the same highlight like five or six seven times and if Newcastle had no shots it's that they're showing throw-ins they're showing like <laughs> tackles and you're just like Paul's done much pointing at someone it's just like almost immediate like they score they're really happy and then all of a sudden we're just back in it and we're just smashed them. that would be ideal so Podge you can look like he's happy for what a minute. ridiculous way to want it to go down <laughs> just, uh, just just win 3-0 comfortably no I'd rather Palace have a shot than, than wanting them to score just yeah. to rub it into a man <laughs> nah. I've never met fans as well nah. this was True Faith Radio Show <laughs> thanks for listening everybody we'll be back on Monday with the podcast goodbye without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.